Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Ah, bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) I am grateful. I'm grateful that we get to join together and transcend time and space in this way. Thank you for joining with me today. (laughs) Ah, it's a beautiful sunny day here in New Jersey where I am. And uh, the fierce cold we've had is tapering off. I'm glad for that. And let's pray. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude. So grateful, so thankful to join together in the love of God, as the love of God, with the love of God. So grateful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self. I place my hand in my heart and declare I'm wholeheartedly available for healing, for inspiration, for transformation. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to remember and recognize the truth. The truth is our liberation. So grateful and so thankful to open ourselves to the power and the presence of love moving through us and as us. So grateful to surrender the blocks to love and to open ourselves to the unlimited, unprecedented flow of divine goodness. So grateful. So grateful. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Hmm. Yes. You know, uh, so our, our topic, uh, that Spirit guided me to today is attachments equals suffering. And, uh, A lot of people are starting the workbook right now, and it's really working the workbook that is powerful. It's so very powerful. And yet, many people will study the workbook for years and years and years without experiencing the transformation and the healing that they desire. And I just like to truly to share um, that I know how well uh, working these lessons works, not just for myself, but for many, 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 many people, because In my classes, particularly my year-long Masterful Living course, I've had um, hundreds and hundreds of people in those classes with me. And that's what we do. We really work the basic principles of A Course in Miracles. And for many people, it's... uh, 
an introduction to A Course in Miracles for many people. It's uh, finally really living A Course in Miracles. And I can honestly say that I've experienced um, so much positive feedback. And it's it's not just because of my course. It's, it's really that practical application of living A Course in Miracles. And I'd just like to share with you some of the testimonials. Now, these are testimonials for my Masterful Living course, but what they really are is they are testimonials for really, truly living the lessons, working the lessons. Like um, Carol, she wrote... This has been the best year of my life. I feel like I found that treasure I've been looking for. My marriage has improved tremendously. At Thanksgiving, when we went around the table to give thanks, my 38-year-old daughter gave thanks for my sharing my spiritual growth with her. I was considering surgery for my knee issues, but then I did my spiritual practice for it, and it went away, and surgery became unnecessary. My arthritis isn't a problem anymore, and my digestion has improved. I am so grateful for the community Jennifer's created. It's beautiful to be a part of it. I'm much happier than I was a year ago. So I, if my Masterful Living course doesn't appeal to you, consider joining a study group. Consider starting a study group. At livingacourseinmiracles.com, you can go. We've got study group support. I made a series of recordings with people who have run study groups for years, many years, asking for their tips and their suggestions. Because what I know is working these lessons is powerful, 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 powerful. Yes, it is. So I'm inviting you to really to set an intention this year that you're really going to live the lessons. I, I have another one I'm going to share here from a beautiful woman named Rieko. And she wrote to me, I had practiced A Course in Miracles on my own for over 11 years with little tangible results. More often than not, I felt like a total failure both in my life and spiritual practice. So frustrated, anxious, depressed, and alone. I joined Masterful Living hoping to get out of this rut, but I had no idea it would actually change my life. With loving support from Jennifer and my classmates, I learned to get out of my head and move into my heart. As a result, I experienced so many deep healings in my relationships that I can only describe as miraculous. I now feel more love and compassion for everyone and everything, including myself. And most excitingly, I'm beginning to hear Spirit's voice. I still tear up every time this happens because the message is always more loving and liberating than anything I could have 
imagined. Masterful Living helped me have these breakthroughs I never thought were possible. It's amazing how quickly and powerfully healing can happen when we do it together. I'm truly grateful for all that has unfolded and happy to know that there is more to come. So, Rieko had studied A Course in Miracles for 11 years. I remember... Um, I, when I, the first year, time that I did my Living a Course in Miracles class series, which was spring of 2011, I started to get these emails from people who said, I've been studying a Course in Miracles for 25 years, for 20 years, for 15 years. And I'm just now beginning to experience the healing because of these Living A Course in Miracles classes. So I don't know quite how it happens, but many people read and study A Course in Miracles without applying it all day long. And that, for me, is the thing that has changed my life. It's applying it all day long. In every moment. And what's... In terms of giving up attachments, oh, my book is falling apart. Oh, no. Oh, no. I need to have it um, rebound or something. It's just falling apart. Uh, it's, It's had a lot of years of wear and tear. At any rate, um, and you can hear my voice is just a little bit challenged today. Um, Spirit gave me this to share. I haven't shared it in a while, but it's for me it's foundational to what we're talking about in terms of giving up attachments and ending our suffering. It's the... Um, piece at the end of chapter 5 and it says it's talking about the decision for God so a few weeks ago we were doing the Holy Spirit's rules for decision so this is the decision for God and in this section again it's at the end of chapter 5 section 7 Whenever you are not wholly joyous, it's because you have reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations. Now, this has become fundamental to my spiritual practice, recognizing that whenever I'm not completely joyous, it's because I have reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations. Could be me, could be someone else, could even be an animal. I used to be upset most of the time. I used to be upset all day long. Going from upset to upset. And what I realized in hindsight was all that upset made my ego feel alive. All the upset came from my opinions, my judgments, and my pronouncements, 
and my opinions, my judgments, my pronouncements, my taking offense, which was such a deep habit. All of that made me feel important because I didn't know my true identity in God was perfection, was wholeness. Take a sip of my spiritual espresso here. So I was constantly managing my upsets. Now that I know that whenever I don't feel peaceful and happy and joyful, it's because I've reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations, I can change my mind. And I have the impetus to change my mind. You see, people ask me all the time, how am I going to learn how to love myself? I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that means. How am I going to do what I don't even know or understand? What I've seen through the beautiful folks in Masterful Living and myself is that self-love is the key to our spiritual awakening. And the ego has taught us that self-love is arrogance, that it's ego, that it's hubris, but it's none of those things. It's treasuring God's creation. And we can learn to do that moment by moment. So for me, I just did a free class on self-love and self-healing which you can get at jenniferhadley.com. And it's free right now, so go go grab it if you if you're interested. Self-love that the key to self-love for me was not prolonging the upset, interrupting the upset. So all attachments cause suffering. And yet We're not designed to suffer, which is why it feels so uncomfortable. So when we're not wholly joyous, it's because we've reacted with a lack of love to one of God's creations. In other words, we've made a decision about one of God's creations. It says, perceiving this as sin, you become defensive because you expect attack. So when we attack one of God's creations, then we expect attack. So then we're defensive. Then we're uncomfortable. Then we're off balance. Then we're on edge. This is what people don't realize. They're so used to feeling on edge and off balance, that they don't even realize what the root cause of it is, or that it can shift. And that's why, like Rieka was sharing, for 11 years she was studying the course, but she was still feeling worried and afraid. Still, many people studying for more than a decade A Course of Miracles, but not this practical, practical application. So simple that realizing 
every time we're upset, it's because we've chosen wrongly and that we can choose again. Even if we don't know how, we can give it up to the Holy Spirit. This was one of the most profound realizations of my whole life, for sure. I realized it when I was a new practitioner at Agape. Um, or maybe when I was in the practitioner training, I realized this. Um, and this was before I came to A Course in Miracles, but I was already... Living A Course in Miracles because I was getting these teachings through my own desire to know, to understand, to feel, to experience the truth. And so, because truth is truth, right? So, when we're upset all the time, so much of the time. We're off balance all of the time. Now, imagine that you were going to walk around, physically walk around, and the surface on which you were walking was such that you always felt off balance. It would be exhausting, wouldn't it? If you had to walk on, let's say, ropes or rope bridges everywhere you went, you would feel exhausted. Of course, you, you would strengthen your muscles and things like that, but you, you it would be very tiring to go through your days. And this is the thing that people don't even realize, that they, they feel off balance all the time because they're expecting attack all the time. They're being defensive all the time They're because they're judging and complaining and it's just a mix of those things with very little true expressions of love. At least that's how it was for me for a very long time. And so when I started to realize that through this practical application, I could really change things. I could change my daily experience. I got so excited. I just got so excited about it and I began to practice and look for every opportunity to practice. And still I feel like I was a slow learner <laughs> because I was so opinionated. I was so resistant. I was so reluctant. So it says in here, the decision to react in this way is yours and then and can therefore be undone. It cannot be undone by repentance in the usual sense because this implies guilt. If you allow yourself to feel guilty, you will reinforce the error rather than allow it to be undone for you. So this is, I started to say, one of the most profound realizations of my life is that it can be undone for me. Through my practice of the science of mind teachings, my practice of prayer, becoming a spiritual counselor, what I saw through my own personal practice of spirituality, 
my personal prayer practice and changing my mind, I saw that I could give to spirit the heavy lifting, like I say. Now, what does that actually mean? So I realized that I had this habit of taking offense, and I had a habit of judging. I had a habit of complaining. I had a habit of cherishing my opinions. I had a habit of believing that there was something terribly, terribly wrong with me. I had these false beliefs and these habits that kept them in place. And when I realized that they really were false beliefs, or perhaps even when I realized that I could I'm searching for the exact right phrase here. When I realized that healing was possible, I said to Spirit, I've no idea how to heal these patterns in my mind. Not really. But I'm willing. Show me the way. Show me the way. I will follow. So then what began to occur was, it was as if spirit took a highlighter, like a yellow or a pink highlighter, and started to show me throughout my day in my mind, all the ways in which I was choosing separation instead of unity. I started to see them more and more clearly because of my willingness. And because I kept asking, show it to me, make it plain. So I began to see the opportunities to choose again. And I began to really pause before I said that sarcastic comment. And then I didn't need to say it. I saw that it wasn't going to bring me anything of real value. And what I then began to discover, and this is the profound realization, was that all the unwinding of those beliefs and those habits, spirit would do it for me. I didn't have to figure out how. I could just allow. And this is what I was sharing about in September. There was an episode there in September 2017 about, or maybe it was Living a Course of Miracles. I can't remember now. I just know. I did it in September, talking about, and by the way, you can get the Living a Course of Miracles free classes at Living a Course of Miracles. It's not the same as Masterful Living, because we have all this community support and group support in Masterful Living, but the Living a Course of Miracles classes are free, and the Masterful Living, it's paid because it takes a whole quite a staff of people to work the whole class with me plus you get one-on-ones with me and uh, I'm very involved in the class there's quite a few classes 
almost every week, in fact, and we have small group support. There's a lot to it. But I, I was sharing last September about where Jesus tells us so clearly that if we allow him, he will remove from our mind all the thoughts of separation. He'll do it for us. We just have to allow him into our mind and say, please remove all these thoughts of separation. In uh, chapter 2, section 6, paragraph 2, he talks about Whenever you are afraid, it is a sure sign that you have allowed your mind to miscreate and have not allowed me to guide it. So if you feel afraid, and this is what he says in the fear and conflict section that I'm quoting from, that when we're afraid, it's because we're thinking something that's not true and we can allow him to guide us to correct our mind he says you know don't ask me for relief from the causes of uh, from the relief of fear because if you didn't feel afraid you wouldn't know when you were miscreating feeling afraid is helpful to you so you can identify when you're using your mind incorrectly To miscreate. And your mind can be corrected so fast. I've learned that. If you're willing. So we cultivate that little willingness. I started. so funny how spirit leads us. So at the end of chapter 5, paragraph 6, it says, Decision cannot be difficult. This is obvious. If you realize that you must already have decided not to be wholly joyous, if that is how you feel. Therefore, you see, and we make these decisions, but we're not paying attention. We're on autopilot. This happens, I take offense. This happens, I feel guilty. This happens, I feel ashamed. We're on autopilot. So he says, therefore, the first step in the undoing of all the false, of all the decisions that we've made that aren't helpful to us, the first step in the undoing is to recognize that you have actively decided wrongly, but can as actively Decide otherwise. Be very firm with yourself in this and keep yourself fully aware that the undoing process, which does not come from you, is nevertheless within you because God placed it there. Your part is merely to return your thinking to the point at which the error was made and give it over to the atonement at peace. So the point at which we decided to choose 
to invest in a false thought, a thought of separation. And all thoughts of uh, that are false and of separation are, are really a, some kind of an attachment thought. And that's why Buddha said all attachments cause suffering. Jesus goes on to say here, Say this to yourself as sincerely as you can, remembering that the Holy Spirit will respond fully to your slightest invitation. And here's what you say. I must have decided wrongly because I am not at peace. I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. If I choose to let him, by allowing him to decide for, sorry, I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. I call this the parent's prayer, and I'll tell you why when we come back. It's time for me to take a break. I'm Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. As promised, I'm going to share with you why I call this prayer at the end of chapter 5, the parent's prayer. So, in my experience of counseling so many people over the years, over 17 years of being a spiritual counselor, I have talked with so many parents who feel guilty about their parenting, Um, particularly uh, one of the things I experience a lot of is moms who have daughters that they have a very difficult relationship with, Uh, teenage and adult daughters, it's very, very challenging, and um, parents feel quite guilty over some of the choices that they've made, things that they've done, things that they've said, and it's it's understandable, of course it's understandable, however, there's a way out of that, and it's not just a way out of feeling guilty, it's a way out of healing the root causes of that guilt because when you feel guilty it's actually because you have a pattern in the mind that's coming up for healing so if you're managing and coping with the guilt then you're not actually having a healing you're just managing and coping and we can have a healing and that's what 
that's why chapter 5 is about healing and wholeness. So when there's a feeling of guilt or shame or upset, really of any kind, this prayer is so perfect. I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. So that's helping us right away to acknowledge and to confirm I'm not at peace because of a decision that I made. So I I made this decision. It says, I made the decision myself, but I can also decide otherwise. I want to decide otherwise because I want to be at peace. I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision if I will let him. I choose to let him by allowing him to decide for God, for me. And this is what I've seen really works. It's a fast and simple way to give up the attachments that cause suffering. So, when we feel guilty, it's because we think we did something wrong. Well, we might have done something wrong-minded, and we might have done something intentionally to hurt someone. But if we're changing our mind about it now, and we're saying, okay, now I can see the effect of my wrong-minded decision. Now I'd like to decide differently, and I'm willing. Then the Holy Spirit can reach right into our mind This is what I've seen, this is what I've experienced, this is what I've felt, and this is what I teach in Masterful Living. Allow the Holy Spirit into your mind. Invoke the Holy Spirit into your mind. I know one of my biggest issues has been that the Spirit is prompting me to do something or not do something. And I have thought to myself thousands of times, nope, I'm going to do what I want to do. Nope, I don't want to hear that now. Literally. That's how stubborn, opinionated, judgmental, foolish, we could put all kinds of labels on it. But I have decided against spirit while still praying every day to stop deciding against spirit, I still have not chosen love. When I had the opportunity, I knew what I was doing, I still chose to work against myself. So I I tell you this because I'm not ashamed of it. I don't regret it. I've learned from it, and I see that my life is about learning from the things that I experience and sharing that learning with others in a very practical way so that they can recognize themselves in it. So every time I discover more opportunities to choose love, to be kind, to be helpful, It's so exciting to me. It never grows old to me. 
I was talking with a friend the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me one second. And take a sip of my spiritual espresso. And saying how I can remember sitting in the audience listening to spiritual teachers and thinking, I know that, I know that, I know that. And what's so special about you? I know that. That's obvious. <laughs> but now, when I'm sitting in the audience listening to another spiritual teacher who's talking truth, I can't help it. I have to say, yes, it's true. I love that about life, about God, about truth. The truth is always exciting. It's always refreshing. So, all attachments cause suffering. What are attachments? Attachments come, as I've, I've come to realize, they come in two flavors. Cravings and aversions. The aversions are things that we can't stand, we dislike, we hate. So whenever there's an aversion, whenever you feel like, oh, God, ugh, that's an opportunity for healing. That's an opportunity to end your suffering. That is that reaction that Jesus is talking about in chapter 2 in the fear and conflict section where he's saying don't ask me to take that upset away from you instead give thanks for it because without it you'd be stuck in this world forever that upset is the indicator that there's a cause of your suffering it can be eliminated if you invite me in to help. Invite me in. So, when we have an aversion, we dislike something, we can't stand it, we tend to just think we're right about it. We tend to just think, yeah, that sucks, that's terrible, that's stupid, that's bad, that's wrong. We don't realize so much of the time we don't realize that when we're upset because we don't like something because we have an opinion about it that that's an opportunity for healing our mind and instead we just go right to complaining telling other people about it should be different and i i'm believe me i have been the queen of complaining. I was an obsessive complainer. Because as long as I was complaining, I always got to be right. So, when you find yourself complaining, realize that it's an opportunity for healing and call to the Holy Spirit to heal your mind. And notice how attached do you feel to your judgment, to your opinion? All attachments cause suffering. I know for myself, there were so many times when I would happily suffer and suffer and suffer in order to be right. 
And one of the things that I saw in myself that was so challenging, I see in many, many others. This is one of the things we focus on during the year in Masterful Living. It's one of the things that brings the greatest benefits and results is I invite people to really look at who do you complain most about? Who bothers you the most? Particularly, who do you complain the most about? Who bothers you the most that's one of your loved ones? Are you loving your loved ones or are you complaining about them? Are you attacking them? Are you willing to change your mind? Are you willing to change your mind? And this is where Lesson 25 is so helpful to me. I do not know what anything is for. I do not know what anything is for. I'm just going to go to that lesson now. Purpose is meaning. Today's idea explains why nothing you see means anything. You do not know what it is for. Therefore, it is meaningless to you. Everything is for your own best interests. This is what it is for. That is its purpose. That is what it means. It is in recognizing this that your goals become unified. It is in recognizing that... This, in, it is in recognizing this that what you see is given meaning. So, I don't know what anything is for, but everything is for my own best interest. It's for my good. And I just need to accept that everything is for my good. And if I'm willing to accept it as my good and claim it as my good, why would I complain about it? It doesn't make sense. Do you see that? It just doesn't make sense to complain about anything when everything is for your good. So anything that triggers your mind to complain is helping you to give up whatever it is in your belief system that is incorrect the aversion attachments come in those two flavors cravings and aversions so all aversions cause suffering and we can give it up we can totally give it up let's do it let's do it now let's do it today let's do it forever then the other kind of attachment is the craving So the needing, the wanting, the craving. So I'm inviting you to think of your greatest needs and wants and cravings. Just feeling that. What is it that you're needing and wanting and craving?
Needing, wanting, craving only comes from a sense of lack. When we energize and invest in needing, wanting, and craving, we're investing in lack. We're investing in limitation. We're investing in the belief that there's not enough, that we don't have enough. Then we're missing something. But it's not actually true. It feels true because of our belief system. So a lot of times what people are needing, wanting, and craving is closeness with people. But many times it's the person they'd like to be closest to that they're complaining the most about. I've seen this over and over again. That the the person in your life that you'd like to feel most connected to and be most in a loving relationship with is the person you have the most complaints about, the most attack thoughts about. I've certainly experienced that myself in more than one relationship. Well, can you see that if you are sharing the same mind with everyone and that there are no private thoughts, right? That's foundational to A Course in Miracles. There are no private thoughts, none. If there are no private thoughts... And you're attacking the one that you want to be closer to. Aren't you telling them all the time that you have all these complaints about them, you have all these judgments about them? Is that going to in any way create a sense of intimacy? No, of course not. No. So, <clears throat> what I invite you to look at is this habit of attacking. I know that many people tell me that through the practicing of these teachings, like we do in Masterful Living, many people in Masterful Living tell me that they experience tremendous changes in their relationship in their primary relationship. Parents who have reunited with their children or just improved the relationships with their children. Many people improve the relationships with their spouses. Big difference there. Like Carol said, 
I basically had the best year I've ever had in my 71 years. My marriage is almost 50 years old, and yet my husband would testify that he's not been happier. He just said to me this morning that my total and complete acceptance of who he is has helped him tremendously, and it makes him love me more. And so our marriage has really been very refreshed and it's been a very long time that has been a wonderful blessing yeah oh i get so many testimonials from people practicing these principles who renew their relationships even ones that they were sure i i know someone recently told me they were sure by the end of the year they were going to be divorced or on the way to divorce. And now their marriage is stronger than ever. That's a big turnaround in one year. And it happens through practicing these principles. You can't just read the book. It's not. It's nothing to read a book. A book is not making new decisions. It's a moment-by-moment practice in the mind. That's how we give up the attachments that cause our suffering. We actively decide, I don't need this thought anymore. It works. So I'm inviting you to make this year the year that you, more than ever, live these principles. Moment-by-moment, day-by-day, hour-by-hour. We're doing it together. And I'm so grateful for that. And if you'd like to join me in Masterful Living, please do. I'd love to have you. (laughs) Have you join us in our whole community. It's quite beautiful. So, let's... Oh, and you know what? I'd like to tell everyone that we have the Course in Miracles app. We have it for iPhones, iPads, we have it for um, Androids, and um, I paused the text messages because uh, it turned out to be way more expensive than I thought. So I'm, I'm reformulating that, and if you have been getting, you were getting the text messages, I'm going to send you a message and see and let you know what's what and what we figured out with that. So stay tuned for that. Oh, so grateful. So grateful for another year living A Course in Miracles. Let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. I place my hand on my heart and I give thanks that the love of God is all that there is. The love of God is our very life. It's our foundation. It's our essence. It's the truth of our identity. So grateful that the truth of our identity is eternal. It's permanent. It's real. And it's always unprecedented. Always miraculous. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 I love you. Have an amazing week. Mwah.